When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I'm here with my lovely wife. Shira. And we're excited for today's episode because we have a special guest on with us. You know, it's really important to not only learn and uh, consume financial literacy for ourselves, but also to pass it down to our children. Yes. That is is vital. And so with us today, we have Renee Kristoff from T. Rowe Price. And we're going to be talking about how to create money confident kids. And uh, we know many of you are married uh, couples out there that listen to us and, and have children. Um, so we really want to bring bring this information to you. So we're excited to have you on, Renee. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me. I, I did go out and look at your site. I was so impressed with some of the feedback that your followers were providing related to the information. You're So I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Great. Great. Wonderful. Yes, we're glad to have you. So, Renee, we're just going to jump right in. Um, can you let us know why it's so important for parents to discuss money with their kids? Yes, I would say it's a muscle that many parents don't have. And it is so important because even if your money habits are not good, you have a chance to help someone else, right? You have a chance to have your children have a better financial future. And so talking to them early and often is is something that we think is really important. Absolutely. Yes, that's very true. Now, w- what resources uh, does T. Rowe provide to help parents teach kids about money? Sure. Um, Back in 2008, when we had the true monetary crisis and the Great Recession, that sort of thing, we were in the midst of of trying to understand what could we do in community? How could we really give back to community in a meaningful way? We're an investment management firm. So money and money education has always been a part of our heritage. And so we thought, hey, let's just extend that into our communities, to our children, to our parents, to our educators, excuse me. And so that's how we got started with this. And so Money Confident Kids provides um, tips, activities, games, lesson plans, depending on how deep and detailed you want to go. If you want to do it in a classroom, if you want to do it after Sunday school, however you want to use it, it's it's pretty user-friendly. Wonderful. So the financial program, Money Confident Kids, um, what we've seen is that it's different from many other financial education programs because it focuses on long-term concepts. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. And and for kids, it's kind of hard, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. They can't think about two weeks from now, much less, you know, money for college or even further out if you're an adult retirement dollars, right? Or even just planning for a vacation. And so 
we noticed when we were looking at the space, who was doing what? You always want to understand. You don't want to repeat. You want to be in white space. You want to bring something that's of value. And so we looked at everybody's talking about budgeting and banking and short-term savings, which is fine. And we need that, right? Credit cards, how to manage credit card debt. But we felt in order to build wealth and to think about saving for long-term and goals, investing for long-term goals, we thought that you need that time horizon. You need to understand that there are short goals and long-term goals. And so that's the reason we added some extra elements that really talk about not just saving, but investing. And investing is how you build wealth. You can't build it with savings. Wonderful. That is so important. And, you know, that's good for adults to know, too. And so the earlier that you learn these things, the better. So I know that you've covered um, some some of the you've given us an idea of some of the topics that are covered with the program. But are there other topics that that this program dives into? Sure. The goal setting is really important, right? We don't save money just for the sake of saving it. We usually have a goal, whether you want to buy a skateboard or you want to buy a car, you're saving for something. And what we learned was that we really had to teach the concept of saving and spending wisely. Sometimes when people are teaching others about finance, we harp so much on the saving and investing, we forget that it's okay to spend money too, right? But spend it wisely. So that's the first concept. And then decision-making, how are you deciding about how to spend your money and when? And then inflation, asset allocation, and diversification. So that's those last three, inflation, which you're hearing a lot about in the news today, means you have less money to spend. And asset allocation and diversification are really for that wealth building, how you pick between stocks, bonds, that sort of thing. This is great. This is yes. great stuff. And it's exciting because, you know, we have, they're not preteen kids, but they're kind of, you know, getting towards that preteen age. So sure. it's, it's really great to have a resource like this. So now we're Black Mary Debt Free. That's our platform. Mm-hmm. I love and it. Thank you. And we, you know, we like to say we have an emphasis on the Black community, teaching financial mm-hmm. literacy to the mm-hmm. Black community. So are there any special considerations for Black families when it comes to teaching kids about money? Sure. Um, again, that the concept of investing in savings, some of our research showed us a few years ago that our Black families, our Black community, they are talking about personal finance. They are sharing that with their children, probably at a higher rate than white households. But where we fall down is where are the assets coming from that allow us to invest, right? So for example, um, the federal just Federal Reserve statistics show that only 34% of Black households have stocks versus 61% of white households. So right there, we're not in the investment mode, right? That's where the wealth building gets created. The other thing that we have found is that many of our Black households do not have access to a retirement plan, right? A 401k or a 403b. And if they have them, sometimes we don't have the extra resources. Our pay goes to everything else. We don't have the ability to be able to to take that extra money out of our pay to be able to make that investment. And so then you'll find that there are about 40% of our folks are taking advantage of their retirement versus 62% of white households. And so another aspect of that is when you build wealth, hopefully somebody's passing it on to you. We don't have the same levels of intergenerational wealth transfer. So that's another issue. You know, my mom and pop pop are not able to necessarily leave money for us. They leave lots of other things, lots of cultural things, great stuff, but they're not always able to leave money. And then finally, we find that black households are sometimes have a heavier debt load from college um, loans, that sort of thing. So that really puts us at a disadvantage. Yeah, absolutely. 
true. And we talk about that a lot. Yes, right. yes. I'm going to um, come out and listen to some of your podcasts. I oh, definitely yeah. want to. Yeah, I Yeah, so some of your research from T. Rowe Price's Parents, Kids, and Money survey shows that many parents are reluctant to discuss money. So can you talk to us a little bit about that? Sure. About two-thirds of our pa- of, uh, parents, two-thirds of our survey parents, didn't want to talk about it. And I think it's one thing is if you have bad money habits, do you really want to share that with somebody else? Right. Are you really proud of that? And so I think that is a problem. Also, I think there's a disconnect between parents and kids. We early on, we only did parents and then we started adding the kids voices to it. So now we do both parents and kids and the parents were saying, oh yeah, I talk to my children all the time about money. And the kids said, no, they don't. So it's, it's what are we actually saying to each other? And so we found that if you have bad financial habits, you know, kind of so what, still share that with your children because what we learned in our research was that the kids that had parents with bankruptcy or having uh, bad financial habits, even when they talked about it, those kids felt more confident to talk about personal finance and felt that they were smarter about it, even though their parents had made mistakes, the fact that they were having those conversations. And so there was a, a difference between those uh, children or students um, of about 68% said they were confident versus 30% that said, no, my parents do talk to me, but I'm not you know, as confident about um, my personal finance. Wow. Um, and so along those same lines, um, mm-hmm. what are some tips that you might have for parents who are reluctant to broach the discussion with their kids on money? So we would suggest that you start talking to them early and often. So your children sound like they are at the right age um, to have those conversations. When you go to the ATM machine, you know, talk about what that is coming out. I mean, kids know what money is, right? Talk about that. But I think anytime that your kids understand that money buys things, if they can say to you, do you have some money for me to do X? that's the time to start having that conversation because A, they need to understand where your money comes from. Mommy and daddy work every day. This is what we do. We get paid. This is what we use this money for. That's the first place to start. And then just weave it in. You're at the grocery store. Maybe you're picking between different fruits and vegetables or, you know, this steak is more expensive than this steak. Explain why you're saying that, right? What does that mean in terms of money? It's really easy if you think about how you think day to day about money. You can talk to those children the same way about that. So we think you should start early and often. It helps when they understand numbers a little bit. So toddlers probably not the right age, but just right above that. Don't wait till they're in the, you know, middle school or high school, whatever. Right. Don't wait that long. That's good. I love that. Early and often. Uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's great advice. So in, in your opinion, how has the pandemic, you know, impacted family discussions about money? Sure. Back in 2017, one of the questions we'd ask people about how often they were talking to their kids, and it was about 35% of the families were saying we talk on a regular basis. Since the pandemic, it has moved up to about 47%. And I think the pandemic forced us, we were all together, we were at home, and it forced us to have those conversations. Some folks lost their employment, so they had to talk about, hey, there are going to have to be some changes here at home. Other people changed jobs. There were all sorts of things that were going on around your finances. And so I think that forced people to to be honest and to have that conversation. So we're thrilled because that means more people are getting educated, but under not so great circumstances, but it has helped in that space. Yeah. 
So what, now, what are some things that parents can do uh, to help their kids build financial capabilities? Um, aside from, of course, you know, we want to encourage you go to money confident kids. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. In your opinion, what are some other things that parents can do? So if you have the ability to give your child a little bit of money, either on a debit card or old fashioned allowance with cash, um, maybe you're a family that when you go on vacation, you give the kids a little bit of money so that they have money to spend over the vacation. We used to do that with our daughter all the time. She'd get the money at the beginning of the week and we were like, you need to make sure that this lasts the week because we're not gonna give you more and you might find something later in the week that you really want versus buying the first thing you see. So she learned a lot from that. She's a 20 something now, but she learned a lot from that and she's got pretty good money skills. I, I think the allowance is a way if you can afford to do that or managing birthday money. You know, everybody gets birthday money or most people do. Help them think about saving some, using some to have some fun, maybe even donating. We start early with talking to children also about those that have needs, right? And so maybe there's an opportunity to talk about donating. Um, so it's just your everyday things. But I think the debit card has now become really popular as a way. The thing that I don't like about the debit card is that you don't see the money. And so if you hand a kid $5 or $10 and you're in the store and you buy something and they get $5 back, they can see that, okay, that cost me something, right? I started with a 10, now the clerk handed me a five. That is much more impactful than I gave them my debit card. Now I have less on my debit card, but I can't even see that, right? So my advice is cash. It really, it, it does work. So those are just a little bit of things and showing them trade-offs, right? If you want, go back to the, what we talked about the time horizon. If your child wants to buy um, something for their computer, that might be a larger expense than, oh, I wanna go to the movies with my friend, which is a smaller dollar amount. So if you spend the money to go to the movies, you're, it's gonna take you longer to get the item for your computer. So that's a way to show trade-offs as well. So. Yes, these are all very good and like practical tips that folks can start to implement right away. And then also just thinking about how kids learn, you know, yeah. that um, that these tips provide, you know, the um, that hands on application. Right. Um, so I really like that. And I'm excited about money confident kids in this yeah. conversation. And then also I feel that it's very timely as we're preparing to go into the new year in a couple of weeks, you know, many times we make goals for ourselves, but I think that we should start to think about parenting goals and how we want to strengthen our kids' uh, confidence, um, strengthen their, um, their uh, awareness of financial concepts and money confident kids. It, it just sounds like a great way to do that. Absolutely. I think so. I think so. Thank you. Well, Renee, thank you so much for your time. Um, are there any final words you'd like to leave with our audience uh, about Money Confident Kids? Other than just go out and check it out. It's easy. You don't have to be an expert to do it. Parents, we find, learn along the way with their kids. So you don't have to be embarrassed that you might not know the concepts. Learn it along with your children. But thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for being on. We're excited. So to, to you, the listener, we, we want to hear from you. We want uh, you to let us know, what do you think about Money Confident Kids? Definitely go plug that in, moneyconfidentkids.com. And uh, just, you know, make yourself familiar with the platform and do it with your children and enjoy the experience. But we want to know what you think about it. So do us a favor and let us know in the comment section, what do you think about Money Confident Kids? We'd love to hear from you.
Um, that's all for this for this episode, Shire. Any any last words? No, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Well, Renee, thank you once again. And uh, until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. <laughs>